What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Coming your way first, we shared a glance and a smile. Mark Francis. I hear the word week, and I'm like, Caleb is back. I'm back. I'm back. I love it. How are you? Uh, Good, good. Host trifecta here. She's joining us again, the lovely Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. good. Are you cold? You have on your coat? So I am cold, yeah, but this is my brother's jacket, and he claims that he watches this podcast, so we'll see. You know okay. what I mean? Oh, right. yeah. See what okay. But I like it a lot. It's, it's nice. Yeah. So the missing person, we're going to see if he watches as well. Yeah. yeah Mark's being Mark. Where is he? I heard um, Williamsburg. Question mark? No Maybe. one knows. No. Whoever no, he, he, he has the authorization that. to know, I'm sure they yeah, do. Exactly. It, it ain't us. He can, do where, he can go where he wants to go. So it's nice down there. That's my hometown. So I can't not. It is very nice. Uh, JVD got Hannah and I weekend to remember tickets okay. for our wedding way back when. Yeah, not so way back when, almost a year anniversary. But we went to Williamsburg for that conference uh, before Thanksgiving. It was super nice. Yeah, Williamsburg Christmas is no, fun. they they jack so. it out, they do it right. Mark is there. We are here, guys. So let's jump into a Sunday in review. Mark, I'll come your way first. Let's chat about it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love the the Christmas season, mm-hmm. and I love how there are these advent words to remind us of things so i'm going to go to the overall worship service mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and besides just the sermon yeah and and when you look at the typical season of hope peace joy love and you just kind of glaze over it sure it, you know the they're the they're these videos that we're presenting called the wonder of and the wonder of hope the wonder of peace and actually our worship team is going to elaborate more on that idea of wonder in mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. But that really allows us to sit and settle in what is the wonder of the incarnation? What is the wonder of the birth? And then you you watch uh, like a this Jesus storybook video and you, you get a chance to see the story unpack of the wonder of Mary realizing that wow, I'm going to give birth to the son of God. Mm. I, you know, it just that story can easily get old. And mm-hmm. and to have Mark unpack it in a way that brings out that nothing is impossible with God. And how many times did he say that? I think we a needed lot. to hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, was was encouraging, uh, but also meaningful. And again, back to my worship hat, reminding us. And that's that's part of why we gather, you know, to be reminded of these things. And so to me, that's where the Christmas season is special because you can always forget. And then you need times like that to be reminded of the wonder of God. It was convicting for me because it's so easy to feel like, I hope they spice up the Christmas message this year because it's just Christmas, bro. <laughs> but but, but yeah. do you know how dangerous it is to it's say just that? The, just the gospel. It's, it's, yeah, just, it's no, just the gospel. No. It's just a virgin birth. It's just, we get it. Well, right? that that's the thing though, is that's where it can get a little spicy mm-hmm. because this uh, foretelling of Jesus's birth and the virgin birth is a whole new uh, concept to many people. And I think about mm-hmm. um, my my daughter when she was probably about three, she had this little piano thing that she would play and she'd dress up in her dress and she'd play it. And the song, all I remember was, the Virgin Mary had a baby baby boy. And so she'd <laughs> sing it over and over and over. And she had no clue what 
virgin was. (laughs) And it's one of those things that kind of makes us parents squirm when we have little people like, okay, how are we really going to introduce this? And so each family to each his own, how that happens. (laughs) When just, just to hear Mark go through, you know, Luke chapter one, and then before you know it, Luke chapter two and all that stuff, it is awesome. It doesn't need to be spiced up. It doesn't need to yeah. have this new magical, yeah. Yeah. you know, sermonic approach to, to reel you in because it isn't in and of itself a miracle. And, yeah. and it's just a, speaks it's a so ditch much. you can fall into. And yeah. again, the as a worship team member, you can always think, okay, that what what else can we do? What else can mm-hmm. we add? How how can we spice up the songs? How can we mm-hmm. spice up the worship time to where people? But no, no. You present mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. and you point yeah. people to Him, and that's the job that needs to get done. Not right. smoke, light, mirrors, fancy. Well, and that's exactly yeah. what the angel did. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so there's just the simplicity and power in what God is doing. And mm-hmm. and he, it, it's him who is doing it. And I love, I love Mary's response. And she's like, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. So there's an automatic submission to what God is doing. And that um, made me think about some of the contrast and how what's happening here, because just before this, the angel re- appears to Zechariah. And Zechariah, he's this aged priest, and he's righteous before God. And, um, but He's, he says in verse 18, he's like, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is advanced in years. And he responds in unbelief. And, but Mary, she, who is a female, young, teenager, poor peasant girl, she says, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And she responds in belief. And then hmm. verse 45, Elizabeth says, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. She saw the contrast. She Elizabeth did. saw the contrast. Yes, yeah. she did. Yeah, yeah. I think the Holy Spirit helped her see that. And then also the same thing, how God appeared to the the shepherds in the field going on to chapter 2. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, one another let us go over to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So there's something that is standing out to me here that God is revealing himself to the lowly, to the ones who are more insignificant, to the Mm -hmm. ones who maybe have no recognition whatsoever. Yeah, you're kind of jumping the gun. I think I know where Mark's going in the next Spoilers, couple weeks. everyone. Oh, yes, no. yeah. Oh, but no. there's, I mean, you think of the different characters that are in the story, when you mm-hmm. think of the story. And and I think maybe in the next week or two, we might see, okay, where do we see ourselves in that story? So, so I think, hold that thought, because yeah, I think Mark might unpack that a little bit more. Upside down <clears throat> kingdom that rocks our world. Why would God choose this this peasant teenage girl uh, to put the son of God in, you know, uh, it, why would he choose to reveal himself to these lowly stinky shepherds? Yeah. And when you look at the story, there's so many different directions that Mark could have gone when, especially when you're kind of seeing the Jesus storybook and that's kind Mm -hmm. of the, the premise of where the sermons are going. 
But he hones in on that passage where the angel responds to Mary with the statement of, for nothing is impossible Mm -hmm. with God. Mm -hmm. And um, what a great reminder for us as a congregation to see the Christmas story unfold and read it through and then be reminded of all the promises of God. And Mark did that. I mean, he unpacked so many. I mean, there's way more than we could eat. I mean, we can unpack even more right now, but of all the different things that he pointed us to throughout scripture of when God says it, you know, just believe it because it's true and it's done. And because nothing's impossible with God. And again, that repetitive comment that he made during the sermon, I think needed to be hammered in because we're in a season of life where we can, you know, forget we can be anxious about so many things and well yeah. we can we can definitely forget and we can treat christmas time as a, a time to be productive with our families instead of reflective with the father and and what i mean by that is even as hannah and i are our first christmas as a married couple like we're thinking through what are our traditions going to be what mm-hmm. are we going to do with your side my side our own you know portion of of christmas and to have this be a part of that and to bring scripture into the fold so that we don't experience that slow slide away from scripture that I think comes from Christian complacency and, you know, I'm good by God's standards and by church attendance standards, but really make this more and more personal. And mm-hmm. and another thing I'd love to address is uh, that that congregation letter went out from hmm. the elders, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, it's a big boy, two mm-hmm. pages front and back worth a read, but there's a time of transition. So even, yeah. even for me personally, born in the church, I'm watching Mark talk about Luke chapter one, and, and there's two ways of looking at that one is, you know, here we go again. 30 years in a row but the other is like this is a special time of mm. of of Mark's tenure here and mm. and John is retiring Charlie's retiring mm. it's not just another year yeah it's not just another christmas time it's it's a time to cherish what we've been given and how we've been blessed by these people and you know here I am giving Mark uh compliments while he's not here I know it's rare uh. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely <laughs> not going to do it to, to his face. So no. It's like, when am I going to no. do it? Yeah, but sure. it's just, for me, as, as I reflect on this season and, and be a, being a part of staff and the upcoming transitions and all the exciting stuff the Lord's doing, like I am learning to value these, these what could otherwise be called mundane, normal, typical mm. Christmas passages, because yeah. there's nothing normal about yeah. it. Alicia, I know you take a lot of notes. So what are I, some of those passages oh, that gosh. Mark went well, through? Well, what I did... Of, Nothing is impossible. Yes, Mm -hmm. nothing is impossible with God. And so what I did is I actually took each one of those verses that he stated and I printed them out. And I'm saving the document in my computer and I've printed it out just to keep it with because I think this is so good. You bring me a game. (laughs) We're always in need of feeding Mm -hmm. ourselves with truth. But one of the things that stood out to me was um, Mark said, He said, if God can get us to heaven, nothing is impossible with God. And so I was thinking about that. And I was thinking that if we really understand our sin and offense properly, just like the previous week when we were uh, hearing about how Ezra was reading the law to the people and it Mm. was reflecting like a mirror upon them and they did not like what they saw. And when we actually take a look at our heart and see the depth of who we are as fallen creatures and our offense against God, then hearing this good news is all the more remarkable. It's amazing. And I think that Satan would want us to be tempted to to believe the lie that God's love and his promises aren't for me Hmm. because Mm -hmm. of fill in the blank, because I've done this or 
I've thought this or someone's done this to me. I'm beyond God's love. I'm beyond God's promises. But that's a lie. And we know it's a lie because of the character of God. He is a holy God and he is a loving God. And all that he does is marked by his holiness and his love. And so the fact that he chose to send his son to satisfy justice, he sent his son in flesh, in our human flesh, to be God with us. And then he lovingly opens his arms to us to give us the gift of salvation, which is free. I mean, does that not blow your mind? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it should. Yeah. Right? And 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 the cross is where that's displayed to think that when Jesus what his finished work on the cross has given us this new identity that we have life in Christ, our death is in Christ and our resurrection is Christ. We have nothing but hope mm -hmm. as Christians. And that is something to get excited about. And that's why we do things like follow the star. And how cool is it to oh, have yes. a, a that video videos up, by the way, yeah. of testimonies? Those are only three that Wait, we were video? able to capture. It's a, it's a, the we do it every the year, like follow, follow the star, star recap, recap video. Oh, it's really oh. good. The follow yeah. star recap video this year, I appreciated it because we were able to basically utilize stories of people who participated and went through follow the star to reveal how God impacted them and their families or other people mm. that they knew that they invited. So it's, yeah. a, it's a little different twist of a recap video, not just summarize mm. and say, hey, look at all the cool things we did. No, mm -hmm. here are the cool things God did. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and to have, you know, a young eight-year-old boy put his faith in Christ because of it, mm. uh, you know, that, that just sums up why we do what we mm -hmm. do. And sums up the wonder of the incarnation to say, God's redemptive plan is still in process right now 2000 years later of people realizing that Jesus is the Messiah it's Jesus good. is God it's great. I was in the parking lot um, doing helping people get their QR codes and there were so many people who drove an hour or more mm. to come yeah and to think about that God I mean God did that God put mm -hmm. it on their hearts to come and so he has this message that he is bringing to people, Jew and Gentile alike. And I love that, that God is so inclusive. He's He's such a diverse God. And he He just, for our little church, you know, our little micro, you know, activity that we had mm -hmm. here, it's mm -hmm. just a little picture of God bringing all of these different types of people to receive this good news. It's motivating for us as a church to put it on. You know, oh, absolutely. And when, and motivating for the congregation to invite people. Yeah, All those stories yeah. in the video are not the from invitations. our announcement during a service. Yep. It's from it's from personal invitations and and in the interest of looking at this sermon series, right? Like every story whispers his name. It's going to be so cool to see what else Jesus did besides die for us. I've mm -hmm. been posing the question to mm -hmm. our youth students, the especially the the mature ones who are in leadership and growing and in, in, in their faith. What else do you believe about Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you believe he died for you. What else? What yeah. else do you believe about him? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot we can look at about yeah. his life that can demystify whatever our notion is of God. And yeah. so as we do that over these next few months, it's going to be so cool to realize 
you know, if only there was some example I could look at to see how a man would act in this situation or what he would say or who he would pursue or how he would demonstrate that with God, all things are possible and his love isn't just for a specific amount of people. Well, that comes down to Jesus's words too. Mm. what he did on the cross. Mm. Absolutely. But also how he lived his life in those three years of ministry. And so we get a, a, a personal, real, raw example mm-hmm. of that, which we believed, which Alicia, you're hinting at the whole root of that idea of discipleship is based on my identity. Oh, I yeah. can live and more and more I like I asked that. myself that exact question. I said, what does it look like for me to rest and believe the promises of God? Just for me to print this out is mm. not sufficient. Mm. But for me to actually rest and to believe these promises, one, I need to know God's character, that he's holy, he's loving. He cannot sin at all. He can't sin against me. He mm. cannot sin against you. He can't sin against him or his promises. And he is a promise keeper. He is going to keep his word. Mm. And secondly, because Jesus was fully human, he understands me. He understands my humanness. He understands Mm -hmm. my weakness because he stepped into human skin. Because he himself was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And Hebrews is unpacking this whole idea. Of we look at Jesus' life and we understand he was high priest and lowly servant. And Christianity is the only religion that even entertains that idea of being both of those things. Yeah. And so the closer we are with him, the more we can orient our, our ambitions, our invites to follow the star yeah. is, is for the sake of the neighbor. And I can look at Simeon and my small group guys and say, Are you do you know more about Jesus than you did when you were in seventh grade when we mm-hmm. started this small group? Are you looking more and more like him to those around you? And there, there's a simplicity to, to pursuing that. And it's going to come down to how well do you know the guy that died for you? Mm. And what you're describing, Alicia, is just what God spoke to you personally right. as applications. Yeah. You right. know, each one of us should be thinking and challenging ourselves as we hear a sermon, as we hear the story of the Christmas story, and the incarnation. We should be challenging ourselves like, what does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. What is God showing me in this moment? in time, mm. um, how can I grow closer to him? And then how can I share that with others? You know, the discipleship that you're talking about, Caleb. Dude, I've noticed in my life, it's easier for me to be kind to people if I just happen to be in a good mood and not really because of any sort of spiritual lens or conviction. Does that make sense what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I have yeah, a yeah. If jokes I stumble, there, but yes, go ahead. If I stumble past Mark Francis and I'm in a good mood, I'll be way kinder to him than I would normally. I, I'm always, I like to think at least sort of kind, but why, why would I interact with people based on how I happen to be doing emotionally? Like I should have such a frame of reference, right? It's challenging. It's convicting to think, okay, what would Jesus do in this moment? And nine times out of 10, that's not what we should be asking ourselves. We should be asking ourselves, what has Jesus done? Because it's not a, a question mark anymore. And so that can empower me. And the greater my awareness of God's love for me, the greater my ability and desire to love Mark in that way. When I see you being nice to me, I just realize nothing is impossible with God. Yeah. <laughs> and you think there are strings attached. What is he going to ask me to do? Or, or you're thinking, if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. <laughs> yes. That's good. No, so That's my, good. my Mark Carey shout out. Um, we was, all get one. Okay, so here's my one. It's this, so I was in Fellowship 3, and a lot of times during the weekend, I hear the sermon a couple different times. Hmm. This weekend I didn't, and so I was experiencing it live and in the moment, and I was leading worship down there. And it was a good 15, 20 minutes where I felt like he was off of the Christmas story, unpacking mm-hmm. the idea of nothing is impossible with God. And my mind starts wandering. I'm like, all right, let's think back. How is this related to Christmas? And so in my mind, I was doing a check. And I was like, yeah. I know what it was. It was from the Mary story. And it was from Gabriel saying, you know, nothing is impossible with God. But I was like, 
how many other people are around here probably scratching heads? Why is he talking about something other than Christmas? <laughs> yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, as a worship leader, how can I make the segue <laughs> back to this closing song that I know is a great closing mm. song that's Christmas-based? And then, you know what? I was like, okay, maybe I can do a little pop quiz with the Fellowship Three people and be like, mm. okay, who who said nothing's impossible with God? Then as as I'm thinking all these things, Mark Carey's like, and as Gabriel said, nothing's impossible with God. I was like, oh, he took away one of the things I was going to say. <laughs> he did it. And then, yeah. and then and to Mary, and then I'm thinking to myself, the closing song is the pretty much the Magnificat, what mm-hmm. Mary's response was, which is an amazing response mm-hmm. straight from the passage that he's reviewing. He's like, and then do you know what Mary's response was? It's like, oh, thank you, Mark. That's amazing how he was able to yeah. bring it back mm-hmm. and end the sermon in a way that is a response in the same way that Mary responded with the idea of understanding that nothing is impossible with God. Mm-hmm. You know, my soul magnifies the Lord. He's holy is his name. I mean, so many great lines of you can and you can see Mary's depth of her knowledge of God even as a young mm-hmm. girl through how she responded and and that can be our response also so that just yeah. it was neat to kind of see it unfold in the moment of the sermon and, um, and how Mark was able to weave it away from the Christmas story to all the many promises of God then back to the Christmas story of how Mary responded well and that's how Mark does all of his sermons and I'm so thankful for that he is so uh devoted to sticking to the text and letting God's word speak and letting the Holy Spirit speak through him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the sermons, our view is, is on the Lord and who he is, our sovereign God who is in control of all things. He's in charge of everything. God has got this from yep. beginning to end. He's the alpha, the omega. Mark's all right. He's all right. He's a so I still did the pop quiz at Fellowship yeah, Three yeah, people because yeah. I was like, oh, it's, yeah. it's fun to do. Move. Keep them on their toes. And, and just yeah. the the scriptural awareness and, and raising the value of scriptural in your personal processing has got – it is a take home here so often, and it's it's a blessing to do that. And, and you know, he was bringing in scripture from all over the place, and it's so refreshing to hear that at times because it isn't often brought into the, the Christmas narrative. You you can watch – even I, I was talking to a lot of people that watch the live stream. Like you can find a Christmas live stream anywhere. Sure. And, and a Christmas yeah. message anywhere, but the personal application of the Christmas story and where to to confirm elsewhere in Scripture that with God all things are possible, it raises the value of the biblical narrative. And it's not just this one-off Christmas sermon I listen to because mm. tis the season. Mm-hmm. It's more of, of I need this. Yep. I, I never don't. And this whole book, this whole Bible, it is inspired by God and just the whole theme of this sermon was when God says it, believe it. Can you pass me that? The, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The Jesus Storybook yes. Bible, right there it is. I'm holding it up for those watching the, the that podcast. Is but a this well is what loved they're using. Version. This is yes. a well worn, the duct yes. tape. Battalion. I'm sure this was you. Uh, <laughs> Battalion duct awesome. tape version. It's super awesome. So I know so many people have been buying it. Go uh, online. So get a digital it's, version, it's get around. a real version. It's there. Uh, Follow along. And um, yeah, we'll. I mean, we'll be showing the the videos before every sermon. Why not? I mean, it does a great job of setting mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Mark, what's the scoop, man? The scoop what's, is Christmas Eve is around yeah. the corner. Oh, I'm Christmas, so excited. Christmas, we're talking it's a next, week, Christmas week and a half away. Saturday. Yeah. We, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Christmas Eve is 10 days away. That Today's Tuesday, mm. the 14th, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It yes, is. it is. Right. Today it is. is Tuesday, the uh-huh. 14th, and Christmas Eve days? is yeah. 10 days away. Yeah. That is true. You can do the math. So next Friday, <laughs> awesome. come to church and not don't just come to church, but use that Father Star video to 
encourage you of the power of invitation mm-hmm. and and how people are ripe to feel loved in a way that you would go out of your way to invite them to church. And if they don't have a home church, bring them. I mean, we have three they different do services. Now. Is there a come. certain place on the website that we can find the video? Or is it like just on the main page? The video of the Follow the Star. Follow the star that it's you're on the about. YouTube and the Facebook yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's so out there. We can we can send a link and okay. put it out I'll put there. It, I'll put it in the description. Sure. Okay. Yeah, um, that'd be good. But so 11 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. pick a time. Mm-hmm. Come. There's nursery for 11 o'clock and 5 o'clock. So mm-hmm. if you have kids and if they have nap time and things like that, 11 o'clock would be a perfect um, time to, to show up. Mm. Uh, there is also a live stream. We encourage everybody to come if you can, obviously. But if you can't or if you're out of town and you want to participate, live stream at 5 o'clock. And no reservations needed. But, you know, even as a worship team, we're racking our brains today. What happens with, if tons of people show up? Trust me. Don't worry about that. Just show up and we'll, we'll find a seat. Bring it. Yeah. That's awesome. Guys, thank you for being here. I love you both Absolutely. very much. And have a Merry Christmas. I'll see you again before then, but you get the drift. I'll see you. <laughs> As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place. Sermon Spotlight, we pop right up. And, and maybe you've been listening to this podcast and you haven't been a part of the sermons uh, at FBC, but we're here every Sunday morning. You can check us out at fbcva.life. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless. Thank you.